listening to Katie and Kay's public affairs program for land's sake. I'm Bill Kite, your host. I'm Bill Kite, your host for land's sake today. Um, I'm not sure I'm coming through here. And with us today is uh, Suzanne Stevens, Executive Director of the Aspen Valley Land Trust. Welcome, Suzanne. Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me. Glad you could make it today. Um, a lot of people may not be familiar with Aspen Valley Land Trust and the work you do there. So if you could, please give us some background about AVLT. Sure. AVLT is a valley institution. We were born in the city of Aspen in 1967 under the uh, name Park Trust, which was a subsidiary of the Picking County Parks Association at the time. And it was basically created to hold land with the idea that there needed to be a neutral third party who would ensure that the land would use be used for uh, its stated purpose for all time. So our very first properties were these little public parks in Aspen. You're probably all familiar with Stein Park at the base of Cemetery Lane. That was one of our first properties. Um, and then gradually we started expanding our work out into the valley and taking on more direct land conservation, um, particularly farms, ranches, wildlife habitat. We became Aspen Valley Land Trust in 1992. I remember reading about that in the newspaper when I was in high school and thinking, wow, what an amazing thing to have. Um, and then eventually we, we began expanding all the way into the Colorado River Valley um, as far west as Debec, so almost to the Colorado uh, border. Um, and of course, you know, our name now belies the fact that we, we actually do work um, in the Colorado River Valley, and, and about half of our work and our conserved land is located there. So um, to date, we've got about 44,000 conserved acres, and uh, like I said, half of that's in the Colorado River Valley, half of that's in the Roaring Fork Valley. Um, and I've been with AVLT for about 18 years, and it's been quite the journey. I just love it. All right. Well, thanks for the introduction there. Appreciate it. On your website, you say that, uh, and I quote, you love these places, but they're changing. While their value to the region is unmatched, nature and open lands are under severe threat and face an uncertain future. Some of the important challenges that you listed are population growth and development, diminished habitat, corridors for wildlife, extreme unpredictable weather and climate change, water quality and quantity, decreasing connection of children to nature and a changing and diversifying community with diverse needs. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of challenges, but they're there, aren't they, for sure? Their challenges, and their, uh, I'd say the last item on that list is, is an opportunity as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, none of this is news to us. We all realize that nature is under threat. We know that our ways of life are uh, under threat. And we realize that um, something needs to happen if we want to retain the reason that we all love being here. And to admit it is to then hopefully take part in making changes to um, take care of the land and that's what AVLT does takes care of the land in conservation easements and I'd like to talk with you about one of those projects that just um, came up here recently you're having a party in the pasture this Sunday September 19th at 12 to 4 and 
as a disclaimer, I'm signed up to help welcome folks for AVLT. <laughs> and I understand that uh, you're sold out, but you could still use some volunteers. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. And thank you, Bill, for volunteering. Bill has always been one of our um, most dedicated volunteers over many years. So uh, we appreciate that. And we could certainly use more. Yes, we have about 400 people um, signed up. And uh, this will be a, the welcome celebration, really, of our purchase of the Kaufman Ranch. Um, Bill discussed a little bit about conservation easements, which are normally how we conserve land. Um, that's a really efficient way of conserving lots of land uh, because it stays in private ownership and the owners agree to keep it undeveloped. Um, and in this case, we are actually buying the ranch. We, we closed on August 31st, so it is in our hands now. Um, and the reason why we bought it is is really multifold, but it's to create sort of an ambassador place for conservation. Um, to help bring more people into conservation, to give more people ways um, of engaging with the land and, and kind of seeing all of this in action. So it's a, it's a special, special property on County Road 100, Catherine Store Road. As you're driving out of Carbondale uh, on your left, you will see a big red conserved sign in front of the old historic barn. Um, and that's your cue that, uh, that you've reached the Kaufman Ranch. Um, so we're, we're really excited about this project. It's got, um, incredible wildlife habitat along almost three quarters of a mile of river. Uh, the, the wetlands there are outstanding. Uh, we see all kinds of birds. There's sandhill cranes, bald eagles, bobcats, you name it. We've probably seen it there as long as it's native to Colorado. <laughs> and, um, it's also a historic ranch. Rex and Joanne Kaufman have owned it for 65 years, and before that, Rex was in partnership with his dad. Um, so it's been in the Kaufman family for a long time. And uh, back in the, when it was first homesteaded, uh, it was used as, as for beef cattle uh, and potatoes. So some of those McClure reds were grown out on the Kaufman ranch. Um, eventually, Rex and his dad um, and and then Rex and Joe um, started a dairy and that old classic barn that you'll see that's right behind the red conserve sign um, was a dairy barn and there's still instructions in there from uh, 50 years ago about how to uh, milk the cattle so it's got a lot of history we want to retain that we want to retain the the working ag part of it and potentially create um, some new places for farming, for actual veggie farming. Um, part of this project involves public access, which is going to take us a while to get in, and we still have some fundraising to do before we can make that available. Um, but the idea is that there's a, a lovely walk out to the river, um, and it's just a nice way to kind of get a, a behind-the-scenes glimpse of a historic working ranch. Um, it's about as authentic as they come. Uh, and then finally, we want to provide educational space for schools and our partner nonprofits who run fantastic programs, and, uh, and many of them could use a spot to do it outside. So um, it's our goal to, to really share this place with the community and uh, help fill some gaps and help uh, provide what a land trust can do best, which is land. And so... Um, that's kind of the, the thought process behind the project. What makes uh, Kaufman Ranch 
special to you? To me personally, well, that that actually is a personal question. It was the very first project I worked on when I came to AVLT back in 2003, and I was uh, pretty green, didn't really know much about anything, <laughs> and uh, I got sent out to the ranch to go put together a, what's called a baseline report, where you do a my background was in biology, so you do a study of all the existing conditions and the environmental values um, to document for a conservation project. And um, boy, the second I set foot out there and started walking along the same path that uh, you'll all be able to walk on Sunday with us if you come out to the party, uh, I fell in love and I just went, wow, I cannot believe this is here. I can't believe this is less than two miles from the town of Carbondale. It's so different from any other experience you can get in the valley. I mean, we're, we're all used to stunning, spectacular hikes up in the high country and getting into the Aspen forests. And this is just very different to walk around on a, on a working ranch on the river with so much water, green pastures, towering cottonwoods. It's just, it's a, it's a special, intimate place. And you can just tell um, how much family and valley history has, has gone into it through Rex and Joe's care. Are there any more uh, ranches along the Roaring Fork uh, that are still working ranches? You know, I think of Bill Fell's ranch, but that's on the crystal. So do you know of any other working ranches along the Roaring Fork? Is this one of the last ones? Oh, boy. <clears throat> You're going to trip me up on that one. <laughs> I better not say there's none on the Roaring Fork. Um, it's one but, of the last. But though. it's one of the last, and I'm, uh, you know, uh, Sandy Jackson and Jim Campbell own... Um, the Jackson Ranch, also known as Lazy H-11, which is right outside of Glenwood, um, that is still a, a old working ranch um, that was her parents, uh, Sandy's parents, before um, she got it. And it's, that's, a, that's another special place. So there's still a few of them. Um, some of them have changed. This one might be the closest to a time capsule that's still left on the Roaring Fork. Right, and the history part of it is what interests me as well. You mentioned education, and uh, you do have um, a place that has been acquired as well for um, for education purposes, environmental education at Chapman Wright Marble Base Camp. Chapin Wright Marble Chapin? Base Camp, that's right. Yeah, we um, purchased that one five years ago, six years ago now. And that was really our first entree into uh, owning land for purposes other than just public parks, which, is, of course, was how we were founded. Um, and, and again, just kind of finding a niche um, that could fill a purpose. So that's been really rewarding for us in working with the local school districts. And uh, we've got the Aspen Middle School is up there as we speak this week under the Changing Aspens. Um, and Basalt Middle School spent two weeks up there sending all their eighth graders out to the property for two nights, um, and they sort of rotated through and did uh, you know, 40, 30, 40 students at a time um, over the course of two weeks. So it's, it's breaking ground for a lot of these schools in terms of providing some outdoor educational access, and, um, and Kaufman Ranch we see as kind of a natural offshoot to that, Base camp is high and hard to get to, and you either have to have a four-wheel drive or you have to hike to it, so it's a little out of range for the younger kids. Um, but Kaufman Ranch is, you can get to it on the bike path. It takes about 10 minutes, 20 minutes if you're tootling, and that is 
I, and like I said, it's a different experience. So um, between those two properties, you've got kind of a range of experiences that we can share with uh, with the Valley and with our partner nonprofits. Um, and and we'd love to see more. I mean, this is these these two properties happen to be in the Roaring Fork Valley, but we would love to find some more opportunities like this in the Colorado River Valley as well. You're listening to KDNK's Public Affairs Program for Land's Sake. I'm Bill Kite, your host, and today we're talking with Suzanne Stevens, Executive Director of the Aspen Valley Land Trust. Uh, one thing, too, that, that has changed along the landscape here uh, near Carbondale over the last few years is the Red Hill Recreation Site. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with that, too. Sure. Yeah, you're all familiar with Red Hill and with the Red Hill Project uh, from 2017. And that just came out of a community need. I think I was called to a a meeting with uh, the town of Carbondale, Garfield County, some concerned neighbors and Red Hill Council, some just active volunteers. And the question was posed, well, you know, this property's for sale, and what are we going to do about it? So uh, there had been a run made at acquiring that property a few years previously, and it, it didn't work out for various reasons. Uh, mainly the price. Um, so now with the price down, it suddenly became apparent that, wow, there could be a there there, and maybe this is something we could do. Um, so again, kind of looking at our role as a land trust and how can we facilitate, um, we were able to deploy an open space transfer tax that we get from uh, River Valley Ranch sales, um, a quarter of a percent of every sale that happens within River Valley Ranch, whether it's a lot or a home, um, goes into this open space fund, which is exclusively for use of protecting open space and agricultural properties within seven miles of the town. So that provided our seed funding, and we were able to raise another million dollars on top of that through lots of community partnerships. Um, Garfield County put in money, town of Carbondale, Pitkin County, and that uh, got us to where we needed to be. We were able to buy the land, turn it over to the town of Carbondale, and uh, they then were able to go ahead and put in the new trails and the the new trailhead and parking lot. Um, so Kaufman's actually similar in that its seed money is also coming from that River Valley Ranch Fund. And we've also got support funding from Garfield County, Pitkin County, Town of Carbondale, and uh, Great Outdoors Colorado. So... Um, it's already a community effort. It's going to need to be more of one before we can uh, do what we're hoping to do out there. <laughs> but it's it's super exciting. We're all just really energized by it. And, and just being out there, we had our staff meeting out there this morning. It just changes the vibe and the way you think about your work when you actually have a place to be that's outside. Isn't that the truth? That That's absolutely true. It's always amazed me how uh, much AVLT has been able to do. For instance, just what you discussed, two, two projects right there that are saving land uh, for the future, for the future generations. And I think that's just something I've always been attracted to and wanted to help. And if you want to help, you can uh, still sign up to volunteer for the event this uh, coming weekend, the Party in the Pasture, this Sunday, September 19th from 12 to 4. And uh, it's easy to find the number for AVLT. You just get on the, the computer and Google it, and a number comes up, and you call that number and volunteer. So <laughs> That's it's, right. it's real easy. Uh, but it has been amazing, the, the projects that you've been able to do, because people in this valley really care about 
land, don't they? This valley is amazing. We've we've always had such great support. Last year during the pandemic, um, we got even more incredible support, which really made us feel good. I think people realize that land is something they care about. And and we all saw what happened during the COVID real estate rush. Um, there, you know, a lot of property changed hands, a lot of property changed hands, and including a lot of our conserved properties. So that right there told us, okay, good thing we've conserved these, these lands uh, because they will stay that way even though they've got new owners. Um, but it was really important to us to um, buy Kaufman Ranch during that, realizing that there are not going to be many opportunities left to buy a piece of land on the river near town and, and be able to keep it in ranching and open it up to the community. <gasps> and I just thought of all these new ranches on the Roaring Fork right next to Kaufman. So, of course, oh, the okay. Nislanics are there oh, of and course, the Gianetti, yeah. So <laughs> Right, yeah. That's not... I knew that was going to fail me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it wasn't a trick question, but thanks for answering it because I, I kept thinking, what other ranches are still working ranches along along the valley? Yeah, there um, are a few, but but few and far between. Let's put it that way. So there are three things that you really really do well: you conserve land, you care for the land, and you and you have a commitment to community. Um, what are some of your future plans, especially for Kaufman? Yes. Um, I touched on it a little bit, but we, we're looking at probably a three-year funding effort, which will, you know, as we raise funds and are able to do some work out there, we will put in a trail, we'll put in a parking lot and some restrooms. Ultimately, we'd like to put in some covered structures so that uh, kids, when they're out there, they've got a place to get out of the rain, a place to get out of the sun. Um, and anything we can do to just make that property more useful and welcoming to schools and nonprofits, I think, is is in our sights. And that's really just going to be limited to a small portion of the property on kind of the west edge, which right now is is pretty beat up. It's it's mostly just uh, weedy kind of corral type terrain. Um, so there's habitat to be restored there, which is a, another really exciting uh, thing to think about. And a lot of the habitat along the river that is in really good shape and, and supports some rare and threatened orchids and uh, other species that are really of importance in this valley that you just don't see much anymore in, in the kinds of associations that we see them on this ranch, um, those can benefit from even just passive management tweaks or, or doing not much at all. So it's our intention to let nature heal and take care of what nature wants to do. And then where we can add a little oomph to the equation, we will, uh, particularly in that area on the west side where we'd like to create some outdoor classrooms and, and learning spaces and just make it fun and welcoming for everybody. If someone would like to uh, put a conservation easement on their place, what's the first step they, they need to do with you? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we are always available to just brainstorm, talk, come out and look at your property. That's probably the most important thing to do. Occasionally we get calls from folks who are already halfway down the road and have had half the work done and we don't know about the project yet. So I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that angle. Uh, we do select our projects based on a conservation plan that we've completed this year, a, a regional conservation plan. And that doesn't identify target properties, but it identifies values and priorities that we care about protecting. 
and it's it's informed by direct public and community input um, as well as input from towns and counties and agency land management agencies like parks and wildlife so we try hard to be responsive to the needs and the, the concerns and the desires of each individual community and town and recognize that, yeah, further out in western Garfield County, there may be more desire around maintaining ranch land and agricultural lands. And up in the Roaring Fork Valley, we might see more desire around um, recreation and scenic open spaces. Um, but interestingly, through our surveys, almost all of the respondents were really concerned about the loss of wildlife habitat and the impacts to biodiversity and, and just our general environmental health. Um, so that's always a priority for us. Um, but we, as I, as I like to describe it, we really look at land on, on two different scales, like the, the landscape scale of what do we need to do for Mother Earth, and then on the community scale what what does this community really need and maybe that's a red hill type project maybe it's a little tiny pocket park who knows what that might look like so anyway if you're curious if you're interested um, you know just give us a call we're happy to talk you through it and and see how it might fit in thank you so much Suzanne I appreciate you being with us today and uh, don't forget that party in the pasture this Sunday September 19th from 12 to 4 if you'd like to volunteer get in touch with AVLT You've been listening to KV, KDNK's For Land's Sake. Until next time on Tuesday, October 12th at 4.30, this is your host, Bill Kite, asking whatever you do, do it for Mother Nature and do it for land's sake. <laughs>